Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls, podcast for manifestation, podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this opportunity to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, because if it wasn't for them, there would be no me. I'd like to take this time to give thanks to the light workers who gives the ultimate sacrifice, and that's the giving of themselves for the upliftment of humanity. And I want to take this opportunity and just give thanks for each and every one of you the listeners, the ones who continue to support and tune in week after week and also pass the word about the podcast. You know, I'm forever grateful to you and I'm able to do this because of you. So I just give thanks for the moment and give thanks for this platform and I will continue to do my due diligence and to provide content and which can assist with my fellow brothers and sisters and helping us to navigate through this experience that we call life. This week, I just want to come in and just talk about a few things, a few things that I feel we really need to consider and take a look at. And one of those things is that we have to understand and overstand that our existence, this experience that we call life, is so precious on so many levels. And we must maximize our time that we have. And I feel as many of us cheat ourselves out of so many beautiful things and so many beautiful opportunities for whatever the reason may be, And most of the time what I'm finding is just our emotional level or our emotional capacity overwhelms us at points in times and in periods of time because we allow emotions to take us away from experiencing some of the most beautiful things that we could ever possibly experience. And sometimes that's unfortunate. Sometimes that's unfortunate because life is always trying to bring us the best possible experience that we could experience. And we are here to 
learn certain lessons. And like I've always said, we're here to learn a lesson and we're also here to teach a lesson. You know, you can't give what you don't have. So when we get these lessons and when our lessons turn into blessings and we evolve, then we're supposed to use the concept of Sankofa and give back or look back so that we can move forward. You know, don't ever forget the things of the past, the things in which help you to develop and bring you to the place in which where you now find yourself. Don't ever forget about those things of the past and always grab those things from the past to help you to move forward because the things from the past now becomes your jewels. They now become your precious gifts and these things that you can take from the past that assist you to move forward is the true gift. But many of us, we reject things from the past. Uh, we don't want to associate ourselves with our past. We want to forget about the past. But we should be grateful for our past and we should be thankful for our past because in our past is where we were able to learn something. We learned something from our past. Whether it was something that we agree with or something that we disagree with, it was precious, precious lessons that we gleaned from. And some of us may have not gleaned from those lessons, and that's why a lot of times many of us have to repeat things that has happened in our past. And we're going to keep repeating the cycle until you actually get it. You know, that's why one of my major, my major manifestations for the people of the world is that we get it. I pray that we get it. I pray that we get the concept of life and what it's all about. You know, many people always talk about life is a battle, life is a struggle, and they trying to fight for their life or fight through life, but it's not a fight. It's not a fight. Life is more of a competition or a game. And when I say competition, I'm not saying that you're competing against someone else to, to make yourself seem like you're greater than someone else or nothing like that because there's no separation between us. It's a competition within yourself to see just how great can you evolve. Like how great can you become? How much greatness can you pull out of yourself and become the true God that you were intended to be. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about proving your God. Proving your God. Tonight we're going to talk about proving your God. And 
that's something that we really, really need to look at. In the movie The Matrix, I once mentioned this before I didn't really get into it, but many people think that Neo was the main character of the movie and that Neo was actually the protagonist or the hero or however you want to call it, the Heyru. <laughs> However, the true Heyru or hero was Morpheus. And the Oracle was actually the supreme being in the movie The Matrix. The Oracle was. But getting back to Morpheus being the, the hero, Morpheus needed something to believe in. And Morpheus found Neo to be the one that he believed in. Morpheus believed in the one, and because he believed in the one, it motivated Morpheus to build, to lead, to go on missions and do all type of great things because he actually believed in the one. He actually even sacrificed his life because he believed so much in the one. And if you think about it, in the movie, Morpheus was the one who built Neo. He was the one who taught Neo. He created Neo. He took him through the simulations. He told him different lessons. He took him places. He did everything for Neo to build Neo up. But he was creating a god. Morpheus was creating a god. And Morpheus needed the God that he created because Morpheus needed something to believe in. Because as Morpheus believed in the one, this is what gave Morpheus the strength to do great things. And this is what gave Morpheus the ability to move forward, to be courageous, to sacrifice all the things that Morpheus did was because he believed in the one. And now tonight, I want to share with you how this life that we live and this existence that we have is trying to do the same thing within you. So stay tuned to tonight's episode, Proving Your God on No Pork and All Pearls. And we'll be back shortly after this short break. And we're back to no pork and all pearls. And tonight we're talking about proving your God. <laughs> now, one of the, the beauties of what's going on right now as I said before, is that many of us are being challenged 
and we're being challenged like never before. We have real great challenges right now. It's almost like it's a time of testing. And fear is running rampant throughout the lands. Like you see the spirit of fear that's being released amongst the masses and you see all many types of responses and you see people handling it in different ways. And one of the things that was taught in the ancient writings or whatever and the prophet or whatever who was given the name Jesus, spoke and said, and this was in the book of Matthews, you want to go to chapter 5 and go to verse 38. He said, you have heard that it have been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you, that ye resist not evil. Ye resist not evil. And that's a profound statement. It's a very profound statement because when it says to resist not evil, that speaks against fear. That's almost saying to Allow it. Let it happen. Let it be. Whatever the situation is that's occurring, don't run from it. Face it. That's what it's talking about. Face the situation. You know, don't run from the situation. Face the situation. And the reason being that we have to learn how to face the situation is because it's in the situation that you can understand true power. That you can understand how to overcome what you perceive to be as evil and how you can actually become victorious and have the victory in which so many people always say that we have the victory. But if we have the victory, then we should be able to prove that we have the victory. And how can you prove if you have the victory if you're not faced with a challenger or something to challenge you? That's why in the introduction I was talking about how game is a competition. It's a competition, and it's a competition of the individual. Are you going to be able to rise from the challenge that's presented before you? Are you going to be able to rise above this challenge and prove your greatness? And not only to prove your greatness, but to prove the greatness of your God. Many people 
don't know who their God is because many people have placed false labels on other things to be their God. Let me expound on that a little bit. Many people get mad at other people and they get mad at them because the people disappoint them or the people let them down. Now, one thing that is certain that I have come to learn, I've learned that many people don't actually know what love is. Many people don't know what love is. And it's not to the fault of the people that they don't know what love is. That's part of the reason for the people being here. Part of the reason that we're all here is so that we can get an initiation in what love is. You can't know love by being told. You can only know love by experiencing love. And love has so many different dynamics and so many different levels to it. You know, love is nothing that you can just put in a box. And many people have not learned what love is. And because they have not learned what love is, this is part of the lessons that we're here to discover. And as life unfolds, you have to pull off another level of what love actually is. And they would always say that if you want to know if something loves you, then you let it go. And if it comes back, then you know that it's true. And that whole statement and that whole concept is love is a is a is an energy and it's a a power that's beyond your control. It's a power that's beyond your control. And it's it's not something that you can manipulate. You you can't manipulate love. Love either is or it is not. It's an energy. It's just like electricity is or it is not. Oxygen, it either is or it is not. I mean, if you don't have air to breathe, you'll know that you don't have air to breathe because you'll be like, I can't breathe. You will have issues trying to breathe because without that air or the, the oxygen, you're going to have a hard time surviving. And it's the same way if you're utilizing fire. If you're utilizing a fire, you can only contain the fire. You cannot, once, once a fire is, 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 is going and it's in its full stage of, of burning, I mean, it's really not a lot that you can do with the fire. You can try to put the fire out by taking water and neutralizing the effects of the fire with the water, you know, 
that's how you would try to combat the fire. But as far as you trying to physically do something to that fire, you will be consumed yourself by trying to stop the fire because it's nothing that you physically can do. You have to figure out things to counteract that fire or to neutralize that fire. And it's the same way when we're talking about love. Love is not something that you can just control or you can just manipulate or you can just try to turn on or turn off. I mean, it's something that you have to learn how to respect. Just like nature, just like the laws of nature. How do you control nature? You control nature by obeying nature and obeying nature's laws. When you obey the laws of nature, that's when you find that nature will become your biggest servant. Nature will serve you. So how do you, how do you utilize love properly? You obey the laws of love. You obey the laws of love. Just like the laws of nature, nature have laws. Love have laws as well. And love is kind. Love is patient. Love is not puffed up. You understand? So when we're talking about those characteristics of love, these are things that have to be respected. You have to respect the power of love. It was a song once. And the artist said that she learned to respect the power of love. And this is true. If you learn how to respect the power of love and what love brings, then love will be your greatest asset. Because when you give love, you will get love. When you give hate, you get hate. But understand that hate and love is on the same, on the same paradigm. It's just off opposite ends of that paradigm. It's the same exact energy, but it's used in different directions. It's almost like a, a thermostat that has a temperature and it can make it hot or it can make it cold because it's separation of degrees, separation of degrees and temperature that determines if it's going to be hot or if it's going to be cold, but it's the same, same energy that's being used it's just opposite ends of the spectrum so we're going to get ready to take a break but we're talking about proving your god tonight on no pork and all pearls and we'll be back after this break and we're back to no pork and all pearls and tonight we're talking about proving your god and one of the things that I want to bring to the attention is that when we're dealing with, with nature and we're dealing with the laws of nature, the laws of nature cannot be broken. You cannot break the laws of nature. There is no way that you can break the laws of nature. It's... it's it's one of those things that if you're breaking the law of nature, you're going to 
get an effect from breaking the laws of nature. And it's no way around the effect that will occur from you violating or breaking the laws of nature. So when you understand this and when you know that this is a fact, you need to also know that when you are in agreement or in alignment with the laws of nature, then you will also reap the benefits for being in alignment or with the laws of nature. And you're going to get a positive outcome from the situation. So when you are in alignment and when you are doing the things that you're required to do by nature, you're fulfilling the contract that you have with nature, then you're going to get good results in the end. And many times you're going to be challenged to see if you're going to stay the course and follow the laws of nature. Or are you going to deviate from following those laws because the situation or the challenge that has arrived looks too hard or it's too overwhelming? Like these things pull out of you the truth of what you are actually believing or, or what you are actually feeling. If you feel a certain type of way about something or if you actually believe a certain thing about a thing, then when you're challenged, your true beliefs and your true nature is going to come out. And when your true nature comes out, it's up to you to examine that nature and to see if this nature is something that's actually a fact. Is this something that actually works? Is this something that's actually agreeable for me? Or is this something that needs to be discarded? Is this something that I need to get rid of, meaning this belief or this feeling or this way of perception that I perceive a thing? Should I get rid of this and take on a new belief? take on a new action or way of doing things or take on a new perception of a thing. Now, sometimes we don't really know the value of people in our lives. We don't know the, the value that they possess. Uh, ancestor once told me that you know who your best friend is? And I was like, well, who is my best friend? He says, your best friend is the individual that brings out the best in you. Your best friend is the individual that brings out the best in you. And sometimes we allow personal feelings or we allow um, our perceptions of someone to cause us to turn away from others because we don't agree with them or we don't like them or whatever the situation may be. But if we sit down and we examine the situation and we examine what what we're angry about, we may find at points in time that the thing that we were angry about 
it actually caused us to do something to benefit ourselves and to make ourselves better. And because we became better, that individual who drove us to that point that made us make a decision to do something better in our lives was actually a catalyst in our evolution. And we don't have to like someone to respect someone. That's something I learned a long time ago. Some of the, the, the most influential people in my lives were people who initially I probably did not like or initially who I shunned or who I um, turned away from because for, for whatever reason, you know, it was something about them that it just wasn't appealing to me. But once I was actually involved in situations with these individuals, and because of the growth I experienced because of these individuals, it showed me their value. And sometimes we discard things that are valuable to us, things that help to take us to the next level, things that challenge us, things that push us to become better. You know, these things are things that we should always have <laughs> and always keep on deck. For instance, like uh, I have this soursop bitters, soursop bitters, and I take the soursop bitters or whatever because it helps with your cell rejuvenation. And also, I, I have soursop, soursop leaves that I use to make soursop tea. So when I utilize this, it has one of the most bitterest tastes that you can ever imagine. And it, the the taste is so, so strong and distinctive that, you know, it's not something that you would want to take on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> However, I find myself taking it quite often because I understand the benefits of it and what it does for me. It helps my body to rejuvenate and it helps my body to be at a higher capacity. And it's almost the same like with ginger. When I first started um, taking ginger shots, ginger was so strong. It was extremely strong. And when I first took it, you know, it actually burnt a little bit. And now I love ginger. I love the taste of ginger. I love it. If it's not strong, then, you know, I'm actually disappointed. I want that burn. I want to feel the burn. Also, the same way with apple cider vinegar, it was the same way. When I first took the apple cider vinegar, you know, the taste was strong and it had a burning sensation. But now I love the taste of apple cider vinegar. I love it. Working out when you are doing exercises or you're working out, you know, sometimes your body gets tired because you're reaching your full capacity or you're reaching your max. And it's tough and it's hard, but when you complete that task, that feeling that you get after you complete that task and that it's just, it's a feeling that you can't really explain. Like once you get to that peak and that you reach that capacity, you just feel like so strong and so like you can do anything, like you can uh, conquer the world almost. It's just like. A feeling of euphoria is, is a feeling that you receive when you do these things. So it's like 
yeah, in the beginning, you may not like this stuff, but when you see the benefits of these things and how they help to improve you and help to take you to the next level, you respect these things and you appreciate these things. And you don't always have to like something to respect it and to know the value of something. But a lot of times, because we don't like something or something makes us feel uncomfortable or something challenges us, we discard it and we get rid of it and we just keep it moving because we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not putting up with that. You know, I don't need that. And I, I keep it moving. I'm doing fine without it. But really, in the long run, you realize that without that thing, you stopped yourself from going as far as you could have went. You probably could have went much further if you would have stayed the process and if you would have allowed that thing that you despise or the thing that you just could not accept, if you would have just allowed the process to play out, you would have seen how far you would have grown and how far you could have went if you would have allowed the process to do what it do. And I'm saying I'll have to get to this point. The point when we're dealing with like this pandemic and, and these fears and all that kind of stuff and and you got all this stuff going on with the sickness and all this kind of stuff, this is an opportunity where you can actually learn how to become a healer and how you can actually learn how to heal yourself. When you're faced with these so-called diseases and these ailments, it's something that's going wrong within you. It's something that's wrong within you, something that needs to be addressed, something that needs to be elevated within you because something is deficient. Because if, if something's going wrong with your body, that means that there's a deficiency somewhere. And because something is deficient, you need to address that area of deficiency because that's what's going to make you stronger. And many of us, we don't take the responsibility of making the corrections in which we need to improve ourselves. We look outside of ourselves for answers and we look for someone to fix the problem for us. We want them to do it for us. And we put our trust in them and we allow them to do these different things to us in hopes that we're going to be fixed, that they're going to fix us when really we are the fixers and the God within you is the one that's going to fix it. We just have to be in a position where we can receive the assistance when it's made available to us. A lot of times, many of us are presented with the remedies, but many of us shun the remedies because we don't agree with it. We don't understand it or we don't know enough about it because we haven't taken time to educate ourselves or we was never exposed to it. And see, with the technology that we have now and with the capabilities that we have now to do greater research and to find answers for ourselves, there's really no excuse now when you can actually find the solution. It's, it's made available to you. But many of us, we don't take the opportunity to learn and we refuse to 
listen to others who try to share information with us. You know, it's one thing to not agree with someone who's giving you information, and that's fine. You shouldn't always agree with everyone, and you don't have to agree with everyone. But when you don't even consider what's being said or when you just shut it down because, you know, in your mind, you're like, oh, well, I already know this or whatever. You know from your perspective. You know from your experience level. You know from your vantage point but you don't know from that individual's vantage point and you don't know from their experience level and you don't know from their level of expertise everyone always have something that they can contribute to a situation even if it's a way of you seeing how something is not supposed to be done a contribution is a contribution but we must allow others to contribute and when we allow to let others be and we allow to accept others for who they are and learn to respect them for who they are. You know, don't judge them, just respect them for who they are. Then we'll be able to glean the benefits from our experience with our fellow brothers and sisters. And we'll find ourselves evolving even more. But we're going to take a break and I'll be back with more of tonight's episode, Proving Your God on No Pork in Our Pearls. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight, we've been talking about proving your God. Now, the, the main challenge and the main thing when we're dealing with the experience of life and when we're talking about proving your God is when you're giving the scenarios of life, um, the first thing that you must do is you must prove that you can maintain your health. You maintain your health, and health is really is really wealth. Health really is wealth because when at the end of the day. If you have large amounts of money, you have properties, you have resources, you have all the things an individual can imagine and dream of. But if you don't have health to enjoy those things, then what good are those things? So when you wake up every morning and the fact that you're alive, that's really the prized possession, the fact that you're alive and that you're healthy, that's the most important thing that you can possibly possess is your, is your health. Being able to move on your own accord, being able to have a sound mind that you can think clearly and sharply and have a lucid ability to think. Being able to complete tasks, being able to feel enjoyment and to have fun, that's treasure. Health is a treasure. 
but how can you know how to maintain proper health if you never challenge to maintain your health if you never have anything that challenges you to have to maintain your health and to show exactly how phenomenal your body is and how phenomenal that it is to have good health you know these are some of the challenges that you must overcome so you must get to that point where you can master your health become a master of your health and then become a master of your wealth like i said your health is your wealth but with health you can obtain things you can obtain things that can help you to live a more pleasant experience of life and many people say things like money is the root of all evil but as it's been said and stated many times and times before it's the love of money that's the root of all evil but money itself money itself is a tool and it's a tool to live a better a more efficient life a more prosperous life a more productive life money is a, is a great tool it's a great tool if you utilize it properly if you have wealth you can do things for others so you can become more benevolent if you can give more you can receive more the more you give the more you can receive so you know wealth is not something that's bad wealth is actually something that you should obtain even if you're just not obtaining it for your own selfish reasons as far as like to obtain things for yourself you want to obtain wealth so that you can do things to help others and put yourself in the position to basically make this existence more pleasant and not just for yourself but for maybe your community maybe for your nation you know so wealth is something that must be mastered it's something that when you're proving your god if your god has put you in a position where you don't have much making plenty out of lack is a way of proving your god if you can make something out of nothing as they say then you're proving your god it doesn't matter how you get your something as long as you're not violating the laws of nature you do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do so proving your god is acquiring wealth and also not only that but love love that's right like being able to generate love and to establish love love amongst yourself first and foremost yourself and the creator that's really the most important thing if you can get love for the creator love for nature love for the laws of nature if you can show love to the planet to the the different kingdoms that's on the planet 
you're going to find that you're going to receive love in return. But you must generate love. Master love. You master love by learning the laws of love and respecting the laws of love and allowing love to guide you. When love guides you, it will always take you where you need to be when you need to be there. You know that no one tells the animals when it's time to migrate and go to different places upon the earth when the seasons change. Like they don't send out a news program or a text message telling the, the birds it's time to fly south for the winter or whatever. They feel it and they know and they move. They move with their feeling. That's nature. Nature tells them. And nature tells us, but many of us re refuse to listen because our hearts have been hardened for whatever the reasons are. But you have to learn how to master love. That's a way of proving your God. When you get to that place where you can, first and foremost, you have to learn how to detach from things. You have to learn how to detach from things. The things that you can't let go of, you become a slave to. Many of us battle with addictions and uh, codependency and, you know, all type of things like that. But you have to learn how to detach from things. Like, you can't be so attached to things that you're not willing to let them go. Things that come into your life always has an expiration date. If it wasn't there from the beginning, then everything is subject to pass away at some point in time. Some things are going to pass away, just like the trees, when they develop leaves, when those leaves come, one day the leaves are going to actually do just that, leave. They're going to leave at some point. You know, they're not going to be there forever, but it's not saying that leaves will never return. And the same leaves don't return. Sometimes those leaves, when they leave, that's it for those leaves, but then new leaves come in. But that tree has to learn how to release when it's time to release and accept when it's time to accept things. But you cannot allow yourself to be attached to things. You have to learn how to, to let things go when it's time to let them go. But don't be so quick to chop things off as far as like when we want to release things, sometimes we, we get it twisted. Like we, we want to make it where um, we're going to burn this bridge or we're going to break this branch off so it can never return. It's like, you know, you don't really want to always do that. You know, you need to learn how to give thanks for things and release it in love. Like, you know, let it go when it's time to let it go. Like when you set that bird free, you let it fly away. And someday that bird may return again. But if it doesn't return again, then it wasn't meant to ever return again. But sometimes the bird may return and it may return with even more goodness to bring to you. So. We have to learn how to respect love and how to do things with the 
spirit of love and using the energy of love, you know, just operate in love. And then you also have to learn how to master your self-expression. You need to learn how to master your self-expression. And you want to have the ability to perfect your self-expression, meaning to be who you were designed to be and to be the best you that you can possibly be, meaning allow things to evolve you. Don't put yourself in a box and don't give yourself all these rules of like, well, this is who I am and this is what I can do and I can only just do this. This is just what I do and I'm only going to just do this. Always challenge yourself to become even greater. Like always look at yourself and examine yourself and see where you can improve and what areas can you grow in? Because you can always grow as long as we're here. You're either growing or you're dying. You're either growing or you're dying. You know, you can be counting down your days or you can add more value each of your days. Each day that you have, you can add another level of who you are. You can expand even more. You can open up even more. You know, if you want to take that time and that energy to keep improving yourself, you don't ever have to stop evolving. You can evolve until your last breath. And that's the beauty of proving your God. Because when you prove that you're God, meaning that you are God within you, you no longer have to create other gods outside of you. You don't have to start putting all the pressure on others to perform. You don't have to put all the expectations on others to deliver. You don't have to not accept other people for being different from what you are. Because when you re realize that you're a God and that you are the creator and you can create the reality that you want, the sky is the limit for you. You can have whatever you want. As long as you don't violate others or you don't harm others, you can do it. You just have to prove that you're God and do it. God is a creator. And you are a creator if you choose to be that. But you cannot know that you're that until you're faced with adversity that challenges you to be that. So we have to arise above our challenges. We are all going to be faced with challenges. It's not something that's never going to happen. You're going to always have a challenge. And it's your job to overcome those obstacles and to evolve and to find a way to go beyond that and take it even further. And if you can't take it further and you reach your ceiling, then it's okay. It's okay if, you, if you've reached your ceiling and you can go no higher. If that's the farthest that you can go and you've given it all that you have and you've done all that you can do, then, I mean, that's your ceiling. However, many people, many seekers, many individuals who have that fire and that passion that burns within they find that there is no ceiling and that there is basically no limit 
to where you can go if you truly want to go there. If you got that fire and that passion and that desire to go, there's nothing that can stop you. And there's nothing that will stop you. The only thing that stops you is yourself. But we have to prove your God. Prove that you're God. Prove that you're God. Because when you know that you are God, then you'll act like you're God. <laughs> but I just want to thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode. And I really hope that many of us will become inspired, will become inspired to continue on our journey and continue on our path to do great things because we are here to do great things. This is the best time of our lives. We're in a position where we are able to work out our own salvation and we're able to be all that we can possibly be because there'll be a time when we have to release this flesh and we will be free again. We'll be set free. But while we're here, we have opportunities to enjoy things and we have opportunity to learn things and we have opportunity to share things. So stay tuned and we'll come with our ancestral archive for this week after this short break on No Pork and Our Pearls. Thank you for tuning in to No Pork and Our Pearls. And this week, our ancestral archives will showcase Masa Nessa. Masa Nessa. During the third century in the BCE, before the Common Era, Several kingdoms flourished in the North African regions that now constitute the sovereign states of Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia. One of the most influential of these kingdoms was the kingdom of Numidia that was ruled by Masanessa, who was an ally of Rome in the last years of the Second Punic War. Masanessa is best remembered for his economic and political policies. Masinessa was the son of Gaia, one of the lesser kings, and his mother was a Berber prophetess. Masinessa was born about 238 BC, and he was educated in Carthage. So, Go out of your way to do your research and learn more about Masanessa, who was a king who unified the land of Numidia, and he also influenced his kingdom to learn agriculture, and they became large producers of many different crops which they exported around the whole Mediterranean world. So I want to thank you for tuning in to No Pork and All Pearls and tune in next week 
as we come with another episode. But until then, I want to leave you with peace, love, and shalom.